0: Welcome to StablePod, the podcast that explores the exciting world of decentralized systems and beyond. Join us as we delve into the limitless possibilities of decentralized governance, decentralized finance and decentralized organizations with the most creative and innovative minds in the space. We'll hear from trailblazers who are building, shaping and maintaining the future of these decentralized systems. From DAOs to NFTs, DeFi to Web3, we cover it all on StablePod all right gustav welcome to stable pod how are you doing today
1: really good really good yeah you know our, our first episode
0: yeah first episode of a podcast i know we discuss this a lot internally you know we, we want to have these casual conversations um before we jump in why don't we introduce ourselves uh, why don't you go ahead and, and get started
1: yeah of course um and so i'm i'm gustav Arentoft. I'm from denmark um i'm the ceo and co-founder at Stable lab uh prior to this i've been a core contributor to one inch um i've also been uh, working for maker I, i've spent almost three and a half years there um I come with a background in in economics and, and software development um and yeah, like you know, in in my involvement in the crypto space, I've been working a lot on on the DeFi side of things. I've done a lot of uh, projects with different DAOs. Became quite well versed in in governance and, and kind of like meta governance projects. Um, and yeah, today, you know, I, I run Stable App, um, where we we specialize in in all things governance, uh, with a bigger emphasis and focus on right now on the active participation. Uh, but you know, uh, the decentralization of of these protocols that we all love to use is, is kind of one of the key key things we want to be working with um we want to you know be able to to help protocols push forward the decentralization journey um and yeah like i think this is you know also what we want to cover a little bit about in this in this uh series of podcasts right it's like you know we want to you know give people like more insights into it like governance is a very um tricky space and even though we we want it to have more uh we don't have that much transparency always uh, right now you know it uh, it's something where, like, a lot of the processes might be a little bit hidden to the general public. Uh, so, you know, we, yeah, I think we we want to, you know, help other people get the same insights that that you know we have from like working hands on with with a lot of these big protocols.
0: Yeah, um, I think I think our positioning, honestly, is like one of the biggest drivers. Like, we see a lot of these things going on, and we just kind of want to, you know, put a spotlight to to what's going on in the space. Um, so, I'll give my 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 quick background. Um, I'm Juan Escavel. I lead. All marketing efforts, comms for Stable Lab, um, the governance team, you know, and what what we're going what we plan to build over there. But prior to that, and kind of the way I got into the space is, I would say primarily Twitter and, and content. Um, and traditional, my traditional background was in in, in finance. I didn't want to go into tradify, <laughs> so I told <laughs> myself, I told myself, hey, let's you know this this was around defi summer. Uh, I saw all the cool new things that were actually happening uh, in, in, in the crypto space. Good and times, I said, good times. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> so it, it, that's a good time to jump in. So I told myself, you know, why would I want to go to the old world when this new world was happening? Um, and so I tried everything I could to to make it over to 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 DeFi and, and the related areas in the, in the space. Um, and so what I did was I joined a, a few, you know, DAOs, a few communities just contributing where I could, um, primarily through content. Um, education was very near and dear to my heart, still is. Um, and so I contributed to like rabbit hole, meta governance over there. I contributed a little bit to, um, Orca, which was now uh, metropolis. Uh, so everything I kind of stumbled into governance and then I kind of stumbled into stable lab, right? So right before stable lab, I was leading uh, content at boardroom, which is a, a, a Dow tooling company. Which aggregates, you know, uh, votes and, and governance votes across communities and protocols. Um, and during my time there, I, you know, I met some of the wonderful people uh, at Stable Lab, and you know, I was eager to get back and get closer to the action of governance. Um, and that was like my primary reason I joined the team. Um, and so, you know, obviously, we're doing a podcast now, um, and so content is just like I said, it's very important to, to me. It helps educate. Uh, especially in this bear market, right not a lot of people are paying attention, but we need to we need to keep driving this education um initiative and I think a podcast does that well right um it helps us spotlight and 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 speak to some of the our partners and some of our our friends in the in the space and and you know just spotlight some of the cool stuff that that 's happening as it relates yeah. to does.
1: yeah and i think i think also i mean like right now you know like let's let's uh let's be honest about it right we know that that governance in, in its current form is more like a niche topic right uh, you know we, we see the amount of people participating in the forums uh, we see the amount of people voting um we see that like you know most of the time when people are actually you know digesting governance information it's typically you know when it comes out you know in a in a clickbait article um in in Coindesk right where then all of a sudden you know people understand everything about you know what 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 happened in that particular situation um <clears throat> but yeah of course there's like a lot of nuances right um and I think you know like we we've seen some of the things that that are working and some of the things that really isn't working and uh, also like we, we want to try to you know maybe take like a more personal angle um and and also try to talk with people you know of that, about like their experience or like working within governance there's a lot of opportunities that I think like you know the general um crypto Twitter or like uh the general public is, is you know not really like aware about and like you know where do you even start um so you know hopefully we can also can like help help shine some light on onto this right
0: yeah totally um I think I think the biggest misconception um is like what it actually takes to do governance, and, and it's funny. You notice this in in some of the the, um, the conferences, right? We just had ETC um, yeah. pass, and it's like you see like how the public actually understands governance, and it's they don't really understand it fairly well. Um, and obviously, our position in the space provides us that that opportunity to kind of share the the wealth of knowledge that we have, um, and. And I think people are eager to understand because it's so, it's such a black box. It's such a like hard thing to understand and like a lot of moving parts and the tooling is helping, um, the people are helping, you know, with content. And I think that's kind of the, the main focus with this, with this podcast. Um, but I think more generally we, 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 you know, we discussed this previously, Gustav, um, we want to kind of also talk about, you know, decentralized organizations, um, and also decentralized decision-making. Right. And so. Um, do, do you want to kind of like double click on what we actually want to do with Stable Pod? Like who do we want to yeah. interview? Um, and like, what, what is the focus here?
1: Yeah. So I think like, you know, uh, one of the, the things that I've kind of like experienced and seen is that there's a, there's this kind of concept that has existed for, you know, you would say like a long time, but you know, it's maybe seven, seven, eight years um, max, but the concept of a DAO, right? Like a decentralized autonomous organization, which, you know, is able to, you know, control or, you know, uh, take decisions around, like, a decentralized protocol, right? Um, Like, when we use the terminology of a DAO, of course, like, this sets, like, a certain set of expectations, right? Like, I think, like, most people um, who works in and around DeFi, they have, like, you know, kind of, like, this connotation of what a DAO is, you know? Um, And I think, like, you know, like, whenever you brand something with a DAO, this kind of, like, also highlights you know what people then would be expecting from this project right like oh we are DAO, and then like people say you know people have this like idea like oh like if you're DAO, you should you should do this or you should have this or this is not acceptable or this you cannot do right so like instead of like focusing on this terminology right yeah like as you mentioned i think we want to like take like a step back and kind of like work from a different angle right I think we, when we look at the crypto space in general, you know, almost every single token-based project would need some kind of decentralized decision making, right? Uh, some level of, of governance, right? Uh, decentralized governance. Um, does this mean that they will eventually fit into the box that you know each individual has inside the head of what a DAO is? Maybe, maybe not. But like the whole point is not necessarily that we we need to get everyone to fit into this this box of this like terminology. Um, but, but rather that you know we kind like of acknowledge and respect that like a lot of the projects will be working with parts of what it might mean to be a full DAO, an actual DAO. Some of them might you know want to take inspiration from some of the, the projects that are more decentralized. They might just pick up a couple of pieces. They will basically create a framework, or like a methodology, that allows them to decentralize and take decisions based off you know, the parts of their project and protocol, which they are looking to decentralize, which they're looking with whatever purpose that decentralization is looking to achieve, right? Um, So in this podcast specifically, you know, I think we want to touch upon, you know, kind of like the elements around decentralized decision-making, you know, whether this is like the the full-on, you know, we want to be fully autonomous, like as little human intervention as possible, everything just works on chain, you know, kind of style, or whether it's, you know, something which is we have seen a lot, which is like, hey, you know, we have a big treasury and we want to do grants. This is, you know, not a DAO necessarily like depending on how you define a DAO, but it's still like a place where you can look for like interesting governance mechanisms and there's still like a lot to work with under the hood of like how these things actually executed to be able to have this decentralized decision making around a topic such as like, you know, it can be grants, for example.
0: Yeah. I, I think I think it's a good call out. I think it's good to kind of keep it keep it wide also because as we see this experiment with these decentralized organizations, uh, there's no one, one way to do it. Right. Um, so yeah. obviously, you know, what we're very close to is DeFi protocols, but I, yep. I feel like we will definitely venture into, you know, some of these other organizations as well. And we'll touch on some of these, uh, tooling, um, companies as well. Uh, so that'll be interesting to see, you know, so w- who are the builders? What are the teams that are actually trying to help, push forward, um, the decentralized decision-making space as well. I think that's also very important to call out.
1: Yeah. I think, you know, like when we look at like the governance landscape, right. There's like a lot of different, uh, stakeholders, uh, in this, right. There's of course, like the, the protocols of the projects that is, you know, looking to conduct governance, you know, there's, you know, technology providers, you know, which you meant here, like, you know, different DAO tooling, who's like, you know. We, we, of course, we have this connotation that, like, you know, governance is not a technical problem, uh, so you cannot solve it just with tech. But, of course, enabling people to do certain things is, like, an important step along the path, right? So definitely some tooling is always needed or required. Um, It can, of course, be done without, you know, we we saw, you know, for example, MegaDAO, you know, being able to execute their governance long, long before we had any of of this, like, DAO tooling being ready-made, Right. But then you just have to build it custom. And that's, of course, a big investment that kind of like requires you to really, really wanting this for it to, to be beneficial, right? So, you know, with addition to something like Snapshot, that basically enabled, you know, everyone to set up, you know, token-based voting. It's not, you know, on-chain. It's not enforceable in any of your contracts, things like this. But, but it's still, you know, like allowing people to take decisions. The decision requires social consensus to be... Um, to be executed afterwards but but basically you know we we can like have tooling of course like makes it easier to to start doing governance um, so that's like another stakeholder right and then there's you know like the the service providers which is another uh kind of like vertical within the DAO space right which is you know what you can say that we also are right we like the services we provide are like around you know like framework optimization and 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 you know active governance participation is you know like leading delegates uh, in this in kind of like the professional delegate space um and then also you know like taking roles in various committees and and then i think like the the last of like the verticals where we also will be be talking with they almost fall under the same as, as the, the protocols, the projects, right? But those are the contributors. So, you know, we are looking at, you know, like it can both be core contributors. It could be foundation team members. It can be community members that are joined as a contributor. It can be, you know, the decentralized workforce that are getting hired by the DAO. Uh, but I think like, those are like the main kind of like, group of people that we're like interested in kind of like, getting on board. Right. And, and again, like kind of like sharing also like, you know, their, their personal, uh, take and experiences on, on these things, you know? Um,
0: yeah, definitely the way you described um the the mapping of all the stakeholders i think it's it's maybe a lot a lot of people understand how like we see it but it's still kind of hard to understand or even reach that i don't know if that made sense like and what i mean by that is there's a lot of people working on lido but you, not everyone c- completely understands okay like who do i go to to kind of you know help facilitate you know xyz um yeah. and so this comes back to the point of like okay so who should we talk to that knows about this right um, and this is something with time that is clearing up, I think. Right, we're hoping with with better tooling. Um, it like like Ave no. is a perfect example, right? Um, we were just at ECC, uh, and Mark Zeller gave a presentation, and there was a, a diagram he he showcased uh, in his presentation, and it, and it showed like the the various entities that are helping service Ave, and I think that that simple diagram helps a lot. And I, I was just in yeah. another like telegram group and people were like, okay, who's actually helping contribute to Dave? Like, Oh, Gauntlet, chaos labs, Mark Zeller, like who else? So I think like helping uncover like the, the map of the contributors at a DAO by speaking to yeah. them and telling and telling and having them t- uh, tell us about their experience, I think is also really great. Um, and, and, and this medium of of podcasting and, and helps with that. Right. And, and I noticed that like just from personal experience, um, other podcasts in the space, they'll have a person, and like, oh, that's the guy that's helping do this. Like, and I think that's so important because yeah. it humanizes and it helps you connect the dots, and then it helps you also learn from someone actually on the ground. Um, and so I think a podcast, hopefully, you know, it, it really helps with with helping us learn from each other in the space. And as as the space progresses, we're starting to see more and more of these, you know, podcasts, um, yeah. and I think that, that's what we hope to accomplish here.
1: Yeah, and I think this is also like some of the things that we, we would like to see more of, right? And, you know, also why we, we, we kind of got Johan on the team, right? Is that, you know, we want to uh, see better um, education around governance, right? We think like, you know, I was quite lucky um, of, you know, the first crypto project that joined full-time was MegaDAL, right? So, you know, I kind of like got thrown into, you know, you're going to work for the foundation, I heard all of these crazy stories from, like, the past, you know, when 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 Maker was a DAO, like, in the very early days, you know, Maker started as a DAO first, right, and then converted itself into a foundation because, you know, launching as a DAO first back then was crazy, um, and then we went through, like, the foundation and then kind of, like, went through the process again of, like, converting back to, like, a DAO without a foundation, without a, you know, central entity on board, right, so... Just by like going through that, you know, we kind of like experienced, you know, what it actually meant of like being decentralizing, right, of like going through this process. And that was also, you know, what what inspired, you know, me and and, and my co-founder, Du, who's also a former mega guy, to you know, really start working more in governance, right? It also happened to be the case that every single project we talked with after this, they said, you know, we need help with governance. So it was clearly like, you know, like a lag in the market. <laughs> um, but but basically, you know, we we kind of like experienced this. Right. And this is something this is like a uh, yeah, like something that like Maker went through uh, as the first team and something I think we, we hopefully will see a lot more team uh, attempt in the future. Right. Um, so, yeah, like, I think, like, there, you know, kind of, like, being inside, like, the organization that was kind of leading the the way from, like, a visionary level at that point and, and, and going through that process, I, th- I think, was also something that, like, really, like, inspired me a lot, right? But, like, now we basically have, like, since the bear market uh, kind of like, came over us, um, you know, we see a much bigger emphasis on governance, right? Like, all of a sudden, there's, like, more, like... You know, pressure from various ju- ju- jurisdictions around the world, um, which you know kind of like pushes people towards wanting to become more decentralized. Um, we've also seen, um, you know, some of the DAOs that in the in the bull market had bigger budgets. All of a sudden, seeing their treasuries drop a lot. It's basically the na- native token. Uh, you know, the less diversified treasuries drop a lot. Their revenues shrinking. Their you know, um customer base evaporating right dropping 90 95 percent um and then what happens right is that once you need to start taking more difficult decisions this creates conflict right like in general you know if you have to fire people or cut budgets remove parts this is creating conflict inside the DAO. and actually like governance evolves a lot with conflict right so you know some people that have this like perception that like, you know, if you don't have concept, conflict, this is actually like good governance, right? Because then everyone just agrees. It's great, like blah, blah, blah. But but you're actually only like realizing how your governance is able to deal with, with, with problems once you have conflict. So actually- That's, like, that's, conflict- such,
0: a, that's yeah. such a maker thing to say. Sorry, I just wanted to jump in <laughs> and say that. <laughs> Sorry, good, continue. Yeah.
1: But, you know, we see it also outside of Maker. Right? I mean, Maker is, of course, like, notorious for drama. But, like, you know, in, in the protocols we've been working in, you know, we've seen a lot of different types of conflict, right? Like, you know, you kind of, like, o- often have this kind of, like, trilemma in a lot of the, the especially also, like, the younger dials, right? You have the foundation or, like, the core team, what they want. Then you have, like, the delegates and the governance community, what they want. And then you have, like... You know, like the general community like the end user what they want and need and expect from the product right so like here you kind of like need to balance this like you know like like triangle here and like it often happens that there's clashes inside of it right like maybe the foundation wants to do something that the dark just doesn't want to do and so on and and you know this is kind of like where you can test the robustness of, of your governance systems right and and where um, yeah like your your processes are being tested and this has happened a lot in the bear market uh, i think and this has also like enabled more and more focus on, on governance so we've really seen like such a big like interest explosion in, in governance here in the bear market
0: yeah that, that's interesting the way you describe that um would you would you say it's fair to say that it's like a new wave of like of projects maturing to a point where they're like okay now you know i guess the timing was kind of like not so great right because now it's bare but it's like oh but now we had to actually do stuff in, in in governance um like do you see it as like this new wave you mentioned like the early days of, of maker and ave as like maybe like the first wave and then it's like the, everything got to a point where it's like okay mm-hmm. um yeah do you have Do you have any thoughts about that about the new wave of governance? yeah
1: yeah, I mean, I think it's it's more like um, you know, in in a bull market, you know, everyone is focused on one thing, right? And that is like acquiring as much market share as possible because there's a huge amount of interest and like the money you can earn there for like a protocol can really like make or break it, right? Um, so like in a bull market, you're really just trying to like get as much explosive growth as possible, and that's like your only focus. Um, bear market for builders, you know. So so people say, right? So uh, I think just like, you know, once all the noise is gone, um, that's when people can start focusing a bit again, right? So like for us at least, you know, we've also seen like a, a massive interest increase in, in like the bear market, right? And, and like we see like a lot of the protocols, they're running into a lot of the same problems, right? And this is also, you know, some of the stuff we really want to be talking about here is, you know, h- how do you actually tackle kind of like the, the, the problems that like are rising from like a protocol which has gone through this like, Growth in the bull market, and then all of a sudden, now in the bear market, starting to pay more attention to their governance, right? Uh, basically, this is kind of like the protocols that we reference as being, you know, like ma- mature product and immature DAO, immature governance, right? You have a product that found product market fit, did very well in the bull market, typically. Um, in the bear market, it still has users, still being used. It's kind of like found its place as like, you know, like a, a DeFi protocol, for example, that now acts as one of the pillars within the DeFi ecosystem, right? Um, now what they want to do next is that they want to build a DAO that is able to support kind of like the protocol as they have built it up, right? Um, and like, how do you actually tackle this? You know, how do you ensure that like you're able to take on the right responsibilities, pass it over to the community in like a sustainable way over time, uh, get the right contributors coming in and so on right This is stuff we work quite a lot with we've We've worked with quite a few protocols that kind of like fit this this positioning here right um, So yeah like the, the next steps there is you know basically like how, how do you how do you actually facilitate this in, in a good way right? Um, because this is you know where it can become like a bit frustrating right because you you've done really well on the product side and then now you need to tackle kind of like the other problems that that you you, you pushed aside for a bit, which is around and governance
0: yeah totally I, I think what we see a lot of and you touched on this with what you just said is that we see a lot of interest in governance um we see a lot of people doing the same things over and over again uh some of the same mistakes um and yeah. so what we at stable lab you know we try to facilitate we try to advise we try to um get involved right get involved in a lot of these different communities um and, and it's it's funny because i speak you know when people speak to us um I, you know have people DM me and say like, oh, I see you guys everywhere. And it's like, we, we take that with a badge of honor, right? We take that as like, we, we try to be as involved as much as possible where we are um, to kind of um, expose ourselves and to learn, right? To, to learn from everything that's happening around yep. the space uh, and then take that and, and teach others and, and, and apply them to, the, to the, the communities where we're involved in. Um, so I, I feel like it's a, it's a great opportunity to kind of, you know, where we stand to kind of continue to share what we've learned and and hopefully people will take that and build upon and and you've seen that like there's a lot of these new interesting projects too as it relates to governance um that are smaller like i just want to call out butter butter is also an interesting experiment um that you just see in the bear market right people just they 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 were doing something else before and then they're like okay now i want to do something useful and i want like i want to do something interesting in the space and it's like what's hard you know we have you know decentralizing sequences. We have all the infrastructure, right? I'll leave that to to Hasu and them. Uh, But what what we're here today to talk about is like, you know, governance and like, how do you decentralize a a grants program and and all that stuff, right? So I think that's where we're kind of more of, um, I wouldn't say experts, but more knowledgeable in in, in talking about.
1: Yeah, I think it's also like important to highlight here that um, I don't think that we've found like the optimal model yet, right? I think that, you know, it's not like, anyone has really cracked the code. I think like the closest thing we get to something which, which is kind of like, you know, working quite well from like, what I would like say is like a decentralized autonomous, which autonomy is important here. Organization is something like curve, right. Where you basically just have like the curve, the governance of curve is just like, you know, people putting their money in and like, you know, basically redirecting their emissions. Um, and here you have, like, a model which is, like, purely driven by, like, the financial primitives of the protocol itself, of the emission structure itself. And of course, there's the whole, these, like, bribing layers built on top and everything. But there you have something which I think is, like, pretty close to, like, an autonomous uh, organization, right? Um, but, like, this just does not work for all protocols, right? You actually have to take decisions in protocols like Maker and Aave and so on, right? So, like, how do you actually, you know, do this correctly? And I think, you know with maker now kind of like saying okay what we did before which was basically like saying like hey the DAO can do everything and it tried to do everything that didn't work right like you know it became operationally unfeasible for them to actually manage even like day-to-day tasks because everyone was paying so much attention to the you know way too many things that were happening inside the DAO, right so, okay, that was also not the road we should go, right? So now they're trying to do this new thing with, like, the end game plan, super interesting structure. Uh, we'll probably see if we can get one of the, um, you know, maker people on to also talk more about this, you know, as it, it plays out. And I think there's some really interesting protocols, you know, like Spark protocol um, run by, can, by Sam and Nadia.
0: Can we just call out Anya as well? Because I think, yeah. right, I want, I wanted to address, you know, the the important... I wanted to address the idea that uh, some people have, which is that governance is not important or relevant, right? We have some of these protocols. You kind of touched on it, right, with Curve and certain yep. certain governance models. Uh, ungovernance, right? Like Reflexer and and Anya. Uh, like this. So we say governance, but we're also talking about decision making. Like there's still decision making processes happening inside of these protocols. Um, I, I believe Anya is gonna. I, I actually think it's pronounced Ajna, <laughs> So, Ashna. So. Yeah. I, Ashna. Yeah. Um, so it's, there's still some form of that, right? Um, and there's still something there worth teaching others about. Um, so I think that's yeah. that's what we want to do. At the end of the yeah, day, that's you what know we what
1: that's, want to do. That's this funny thing, which is like a lot of the the former makeup people they want to do these like you know un ungovernance, like minimal governance protocols now. Uh, the traumatized people can like, yeah, <laughs> they got so traumatized um so so like most of the yeah you know like the maker alumni founded like a lot of projects right and have have really really done well because like when the foundation disbanded it was kind of like either you can go work for the DAO or you can you know go out and and seek your own uh uh adventures. and a lot of people were like okay you know like let's go out and and seek our own adventures and like me and do was also some of them right but a lot of the protocols came out of this so like. Minimum governance, you know, like we don't want too much of this, um, but yeah, like it's, it's true. You know, like you have like both actually spark as well. I believe sparks governance is mainly tied to, to maker. Right. So it kind of like just follows the governance of maker. So they're also saying like, Hey, on like our protocol level, we want to have like as little governance as possible. Um, Ashna borrowing and lending market, fully automatic, no governance in the pools, no governance for collateral asset listing, anything like this. So kind of like saying okay like you know something like you're building a market like Aave but you don't need to manage the risk you don't need to manage the collateral type you don't need to do any of this stuff right of course you could say like one thing that might you know uh, what what a trade off might be could be liquidity we'll have to see right because of course you know if you uh, split everything into individual pools you you know you need depositors in all of the pools so you cannot kind of like draw for like the common um the common uh stablecoin deposit pool there um but of course also it greatly comes with other kind of like uh, positive trade-offs such as you know like you can borrow against any asset which is really cool you know too so so yeah like there's like a lot of these like experiments also going on right and i think if we just going back to like what's what's interesting with maker is that it's the first time where like a really big dao organization is doing something completely innovative and new in regards to governance um, a lot of these smaller ones we, of course, also follow, you know, we're also going to be working with Ashna um, as soon as, uh, as they're ready for this. Right. Um, Spark, if there's an opportunity, of course, we'll also be working there. But, but basically, you know, like we also have a lot of these like smaller ones, which is where we see typically a lot of the experimentation. Right. Um, so yeah, like a lot of things happening across the board um, and like, yeah, like it's really just, it's really like interesting times that, you know, we are like at the point now where some stuff has been tried, some stuff has failed some people are traumatized for having participated in those things so you know everyone is like just pushing like different ideas around right and we'll see what ends up working in the end um, but but yeah we're definitely not not anywhere close to to having found the the perfect model yet
0: yeah totally i think i think it's a good um segue into the next the next area i wanted to touch on which is you know how our position in the space um relates to this podcast right like we're we're involved with all these all these different um protocols and communities. So so I, I kind of wanted to touch on like what we're trying to accomplish here and, and our some of our governance goals as well. Yeah. So I mean I think
1: that like the like the one of the main things is, you know, we are kind of like sitting now in, in a situation where this is, you know, one of the, the I think like uh, very unique times in, in like you know modern history where we actually have a way of trying to influence the way that we organize ourselves in relation to to, to companies, right? There's been like a, lot, a couple of other milestones like this, you know, in, regard, in regards to like corporate governance and, and, you know, some like political governance movements that happened in, in, the, in the last couple of hundred years. But, you know, like now we actually have like a, a technology which enables us to to try to create like new organizational structures. And, and this is what we want to be participating in, right? So it's really about like, you know, like helping these protocols, um, which, you know, is, is crazy, right? We have, like, multi-billion dollar protocols where, like, right now, the participation and, and, and the kind of, like, the people who is contributing to these on a the governance level are, are still, like, very immature, I would say, right? Like, we really saw that, like, you know, we didn't like how most of, like, the delegate um, space was, like, working, right? We believed there was a need for higher standards and more professionalism to this and we really wanted to kind of, like, push the boundaries of, like, what... You know delegates should be and what they could be right um so yeah like i mean our goal with government with participating in, in this space is like a, a contributor right is is to you know help us actually achieve the goals that we want right and and you know advance kind of like the whole like you know web3 space but of, of course especially now because DeFi is a little bit further ahead on the governance side DeFi currently to to you know really achieve what what the promise is right and And for this, you really need strong governance participants. And, you know, we want to be one of them and we want to help them push them forward. We want to, you know, give our experience and learnings and we want to, you know, we're already building products to kind of like help also like further improve the ability to navigate this like very complex thing of taking... Pieces of your organization and decentralizing them and, and opening them up to to a broader community for them to participate in. So I think that is kind of like our our like main main things. I don't know. Do you do you want to add something here, Juan? I think you probably have some some comments on how how you want this to be communicated to all the people we are going to be onboarding into with three governance.
0: <laughs> I think uh, first off, one of the important things to call out, um, and I know we're very humble um, as a team, but when i when i joined the team i was like okay so this is the governance landscape these are the delegates these are the teams working in it and stable labs kind of stood out and i we also get this feedback right that like they appreciate how we kind of go about doing uh doing things in the space and that's something i just wanted to to call out um and i think the podcast is an extension of that right it's like we want to we want to continue to provide value um i think we're we're a delegate team that we we're, we try to approach governance in a very in a very responsible and a very um collaborative way um and, and i think this podcast is that right it's 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 a collaborative exploration of of decentralized decision making and yep. organizations and and conversations with uh, a lot of our a lot of our friends and a lot of our you know colleagues in the space right we have a lot of right when we're discussing you know creating this podcast we're like we have a lot of people in our network that you know have a lot of great knowledge and and so we should create a platform like why not we should create a platform to yeah. to have these these discussions and and there's a lot of people that are more than happy to to kind of come on and and talk about their experiences um but one thing i do want to call out right um and maybe you have some some additional thoughts about this is you know people think and i kind of touched on it earlier people think governance is boring right we're not we're not talking about <laughs> trading here we're not talking about you know some of this other cool stuff um as it relates to to Web3, right? We're talking about governance.
1: Yeah, but, you know, we have this, like, internal joke that, like, you know, uh, after we started working with governance, we don't need Netflix anymore Uh, because, you know, I mean, now, of course, we also work with over 20 DAOs, right? Uh, But, like, every single week, there is some drama happening somewhere uh, that we need to tend to. Um, so, So, yeah, this is also something, you know, that I think, like, it could be, like, cool also to try to bring some of these things a little bit more into the public eye, right? Because I think, you know, the stories don't always get told you know
0: 100 um so i think i think it's a good good place to wrap um i, I wanted to kind of touch on you know what what do we what do, what can people expect from the podcast like wh- how do you see it um evolving um i know we've already touched on you know the types of guests and the types of conversations um
1: yeah yeah i think it's really important for for me and for us that you know we we try to also like focus a bit on the individual right so like um i feel like a lot of a lot of things in this space can become quite you know like unpersonal um and and you know we kind of like try to detach the people from the work or from the technology right um but i think like you know in, in in a topic like governance uh you know even though we tried to say that, you know, we are these like autonomous organizations and, you know, it's just addresses, you know, in, in the, in the space and on the blockchain, there's like voting on, on certain things and topics like this, this just doesn't really fly entirely true. Right. It is a lot about like individuals, like their experiences. And, and, you know, I see governance also as closer to politics, right. So, so, you know, like, like nation state politics, uh, compared to corporate governance. Um, and there, you know, again, if you look at politics, it's also kind of like with, with individuals, uh, in, in the front seat. Right. So, so yeah, I think you know, we want to have like a human approach also to, to the way that we, we think about these problems. Yeah. What, what, what about you? Like what, what is like the, 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 the special thing you want to add here?
0: Yeah, totally. I mean, you, you mentioned this before to me before that you want, that you really enjoy podcasts that, that speak on a human level. Um, and I think there's a there's there's more now there's more now more recently um, podcasts that are kind of speaking to the individual about their experience, um, but they're not really related to governance, right? I think that's that's a big thing um, that we that we there's a, yeah. there's definitely this gap. Um, there's not a lot of conversations, right? And I, I do want to call out other podcasts that are kind of related to governance. We you know we're we're all here to kind of improve. Like we're so small at <laughs> the space and the, and the and governance as, in general is so small and, and still growing and nascent um, that I do want to call out some of these other podcasts that are, that are, that are out there and and definitely, you know, it's, it's a collaborative thing here. Um, and so I mean, you I'm, you I'm also happy. Say
1: that, you could also say that, you know, like, uh, making podcasts is not our, our main business vertical. So, uh, you know, I think like we are, we're just
0: happy that there's other people
1: also share the same mission as us. Right. But, uh, but you know,
0: yeah, totally. This is a community first podcast. Um, and so we, we would love to, to hear from, from you, the listener. Um, and yeah, this was, this was great. This was very really fun, Gustav. Uh, I, I, these are conversations that need to happen more often in a public setting. Uh, sometimes they happen in Twitter spaces. Sometimes they happen inside of Discord calls. But now we try to get them you know, straight to, to you on Spotify, Apple Music, you know, all that good stuff. Uh, and of course, YouTube, right? This, this is being recorded video.
1: Yep. <laughs> all right, awesome. Yeah,
0: I hope that you guys will be, be
1: tuning in. Uh, and we'll be uh, announcing the first guests very
0: soon stay tuned guys thanks thank you so much we'll see you on the next episode of stable pod